Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the first team NFL Draft and College Football Podcast. Ryan Roberts here at Rise and Draft on Twitter. Before we get started, if you could just hit that like button, subscribe to the podcast, hit that notification bell, and of course, as always, five-star reviews on any of your favorite podcast platforms would be very much appreciated. This is the second edition of Ryan's Scouting Notebook. want to give you all a little bit of an extra feature now that we are deep into summer scouting. As we're working through position by position, just finished up defensive line this week. We just had a top five list for defensive line. If you haven't heard that, make sure to go back on the channel and listen to top five interior defensive linemen in the 2024 NFL draft. Wanted to kind of bring this segment to you all because I know that there are different demographics of NFL draft fans. Some people just want to know the names. They want to know the fits. They want to know just a little bit about them for if their favorite NFL team drafts them. Others, like myself, are diehard fans. They want a little bit of the backstory, evaluation, heights, weights, measurables, backstories, all this fun stuff that, well, at least it's fun to me, about the 2024 NFL draft. So I want to bring attention to a few topics I had. It's kind of just spitballing, talking ball here. Wanted to start by one of my favorite interior defensive linemen in the 2024 NFL Draft. And I brought him up on this show this week, was my number four interior defensive lineman, Dante Corleone, out of the University of Cincinnati. Listed last year in 2022, which was his first major year of production as a Richard freshman, 6'2", 330-plus pounds. This year, he's actually listed down to 6'2", and 318 pounds, which I think is going to be really beneficial to his game. Because he brings a lot of what you would expect out of a 0-1 technique on the NFL level. A guy that can really work at the point of attack, has sand in his pants, has incredible anchor. A guy that can do some two-gapping, obviously. There is a lot of shades of DJ Reader here, who of course is a star defensive lineman now for the Cincinnati Bengals. I think one of the underrated football players in the NFL. A guy that just doesn't get moved, right? But I think that Dante Corleone, because he has tremendous balance, ability to take on blocks. But I think what really separates him is for a guy as big as he is, the dense frame, the wide frame, I think he really moves well, man. And he's explosive in short areas. There is games... You want to go to the Indiana game from last year where he just beats up on interior offensive linemen and he really can just be overwhelming at the point of attack. I don't think he's ever going to be a major sack artist in the NFL, but you can convince me that he's one of the best run defenders in the NFL in a few years and he's a three to six sack a year defensive tackle as a nose. And I think that that is tremendously valuable, especially with how the game has evolved. Teams now want really massive interior defensive linemen because they're going to keep less linebackers on the field. So they need to protect those guys to be able to work through trash. And I think that Dante Corleone is the perfect example here. Top 100 pick right now for me based on 2022 film. I think he could be a top 50 pick potentially if he takes a big step. And I think the 318 pounds is very intriguing to see if he has a little bit more quickness, a little bit more twitch as an interior threat, as a penetration style player. There are always these these superlatives every single year. Who is the high upside kid? Who is the high floor player? Who's the best athlete? 
Always love those types of conversations. If someone asked me today, based upon the players that I have seen in the 2024 NFL draft, and again, we're in summer scouting, so we haven't seen everybody, but Cooper Beebe would be the safest prospect. He's an offensive guard out of Kansas State, listed, verified, six foot three and, an, and a quarter, 333 pounds. So he is a massive young man. Actually started multiple years at Kansas State, had left tackle, moved into left guard this past year. And I think that that background is going to be really beneficial to him because he has everything that you want from a power perspective from an offensive guard, really heavy hands, easy displacement power, strong lower half. It's all really good stuff. But also he frames exceptionally well as an interior player. And I think that's based upon his his pass protection history playing offensive tackle for Kansas State. So he frames well, maintains good leverage, plays with good hand discipline, and he also plays, stays consistent to the line of scrimmage and stays square. And I think that he is a guy that, against stunts and twists and games, I think that he is a really patient pass protector. So I have a question of, because I have a second-round grade on him, I have questions of like what the upside is with Cooper Beebe as far as, is this a perennial pro bowler? Is this a guy every single year that's going to be a top-five offensive guard in the NFL? I have my questions there. But I think the baseline is what's so exciting. And obviously, when you're talking about a safe prospect, this kid, at worst, in my opinion, is going to be a good offensive lineman in the NFL, a good starter, right? A a solid to good starter at offensive guard. And anytime you get that player in the second or third round, I think it's incredibly valuable. Could he have a big season and be a late first round pick because that, that floor is just too high? It's possible. I think it's really possible. So I think that he is a NFL starter without question and the safest prospect that I've evaluated so far in this class. Third player I want to highlight is who I think might be the most underrated tight end in the 2024 class and underrated from the preseason grades I see, from the media exposure, you know, from the media side of things that I see. And that's Benjamin Urasek out of Stanford, who 2021 was a much more productive season. He had 40-something catches for over 600 yards. Last year, he had 49 receptions, so actually more receptions than he had the year before, but he averaged less than 10 yards of reception. I think that that was malpractice offensively last year, man. Like they Obviously, we saw you know Coach Shaw moving on, obviously, and Stanford's been on the downtrot for the last couple of years, but I really think that their inability to get him in space and get him down the seam is just it, – it, it's not – it's bad. Like it's just bad. There's no other adjective that I could really decide on that's like, you know, more appropriate. It was just male practice. It's not great. Because I watched Benjamin Urasek, who's also up to 243 pounds this offseason, six foot four and three eighths. So six four and a half, 243 pounds, which is great because I think he was a little bit light in the pants over the last couple of years. I think that's going to help him tremendously. And the reason I think he was underutilized is because I think this is a special athlete, man. Like, I'm not going to say elite quite, but very, very good athlete. I think he's going to run in the 4.5 high, 4.6 low range, like 4.58 to 4.62. I would not be surprised about it at all. He gets up to his top speed incredibly fast. This is an explosive, fluid athlete who is incredibly athletic. I mean, you saw him this year on an end around go for 50 yards for this offense, for a struggling Stanford offense. I think this is a really good athlete. And also, the power profile developing is really interesting to me because 2021 film as a blocker was not very good. I thought 2022 was a lot better. I think he showed a lot more discipline in his responsibilities. I think he showed a lot more core strength and the ability to really win 
at the point of attack. So if he's able to continue to improve that power profile, I think he has the opportunity to be a good blocker on the NFL level. Is he ever going to be an elite one? No, but positionally being just a solid blocker with his pass catching upside, I think is a tremendous opportunity. So I'm a big fan of Benjamin Urasak. Last guy with the highlight who I believe is the best quarterback in the FCS right now as far as NFL draft projections. It's Theo Day out of Northern Iowa. Name might sound familiar, especially some of the Big Ten folks that listen to the podcast because he was a former Michigan State quarterback. Nearly six foot five, 230 plus pounds, massive, massive kid who just quietly had an excellent season for Northern Iowa after a okay first one in 2021, but 2022 I thought was excellent. And the reasons that I am really intrigued by this young man because – I think he brings another tremendous baseline as a backup and potential spot starter in the NFL. I'm not looking at this kid and saying, you know, he's going to be the starting quarterback consistently for an NFL franchise because I think that there are some limitations to him as an athlete. I think he's a solid athlete, but I don't think he's a functional special player outside of structure. I think he's going to struggle a little bit to create when things break down. But what I think he does really well is he can keep a team on schedule. He's very accurate to all levels of the field, and he has a absolute howitzer for an arm. I mean, like this isn't just like a you know just a, a easy distributor with below average arm strength. Like this kid has plus arm strength, and his lever's a little long, which just basically means I think that his his release is a little elongated. But I don't think it's enough where I get super concerned because I think that he sees the game at a pretty fast level and he throws one of the prettiest deep balls in the 2024 NFL draft. Outside of Drake May, might have the best deep ball that I've seen of the draft class so far. So get eyes on Theo Day, Northern Iowa. I expect them to be a very improved team because they have a lot of seniors coming back from their 2022 squad. So make sure to check out some Missouri Valley football this fall. Thank you all so much. This is Ryan Scouting Notebook again here on the First Team NFL Draft and College Football Podcast. Like, share, subscribe, five-star reviews. Thank you all so much. Look forward to this edition again next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.